Week 3 in the NFL. Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tonight you are listening live to Brandon's World here on this Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. You know what the deal is. It is week three in the NFL. It is Thursday, which means it is time to get into our week three NFL predictions along with our best bets of the weekend. As always, you guys know what to do. Hop on that little Twitter machine. Follow the show at real underscore B word. Follow us personally at Brandon Lewis underscore seven. Check us out wherever you get the Brands World podcast. Of course, yesterday I brought on fellow Steelers fan Gabe Carrera. We previewed Steelers Browns as well as we talked about Major League Baseball. How fun the Cleveland Guardians have been this season, plus the new rule changes coming to MLB in 2023. It was a great conversation, about 40 minutes. I inquire you to go check that out. But without further ado, here we go. Turning on that football music. Let's do it. Week three in the NFL. Of course, kicking things off. Steelers at Browns. Thursday night football tonight. First Energy Stadium, Cleveland, Ohio. Mitch Trubisky against Jacoby Brissett. The Browns are favored by four and a half points. And while I do feel like the Cleveland Browns are more than likely going to win this football game, I think it is a lot of points. I think it's a little bit too many. I would take the Browns if it was two and a half because I do think the Browns are going to win by a field goal. I do not see this being a touchdown game. I see this being more of a field goal, maybe a one to a two point game. As I mentioned with Gabe yesterday, I think these two teams are very similar and Gabe agreed with me. Now They're both based on running the football. They are both limited in their quarterback play. They both have quarterbacks that you know, take care of the football really well. They don't turn the football over, but they don't necessarily take many risks down the field. I think you're going to see a lot of runs, a lot of short passes, a lot of punts. Very similar to the Patriots-Steelers game that was played this past Sunday. Of course, New England ended up pulling away with a 17-14 victory. I'm expecting, you know, a little bit of the same score. 17-14, 16-13, 13-10 along those lines on Amazon Prime tonight. I do think the Browns walk away victorious. We know they blew that game against the Jets. You know, they're going to be hungry to prove, you know, to everybody on a national stage that they can do it and that they are not flukes after what they did last week. But we also know how great Mike Tomlin is as an underdog. Now, the next game here is my Philadelphia Eagles at the Commanders. Now, the Commanders are getting six and a half points. Now, I'm not going to bet this game. Because as you guys know, I'm really hoping that my Philadelphia Eagles get to Farino. It's obviously Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz. It's a big game in Washington, D.C. this Sunday. However, there's something telling me, man. All this week, all I've heard is the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. And as much as I love to hear and talk about it, it scares me a little bit. Because while we performed very well against Minnesota on Monday night, Jay one Hurd certainly looked like a potential MVP candidate. The way he was distributing the football to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and all of the toys and running backs at his disposal right now. And the defense looked a lot better than they did in week one. This is a divisional game. I think certainly at six and a half points is way too much, especially for a divisional game. And I think that Carson Wentz and the Washington offense 
which has been able to move the ball with Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick and Scary Terry and Dodson and Curtis Samuel. Like, they have a lot of weapons. Logan Thomas at tight end. Not to mention, you know, Deron Payne and all those guys up front in Alabama. Even though Chase Young defensively will not be playing in this game. I think it's a little bit of a trap game, and I'm really scared for this game. And I'm actually going to take the Commanders here to upset my Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not going to bet it because, again, I, I want my Eagles to win. But I think if we do win, I doubt it's going to be by a, by a touchdown. I think this is a really close game. But I think I'm going to actually take the Commanders <coughs> Excuse me, in this contest. Next game. I got choked up there, guys, thinking the Eagles may lose. Next game, we got the Bills at the Dolphins. Now, the Bills are favored by five and a half in this ball game, going down to Miami, where we know that teams do struggle down in Miami. And we know how lethal this Buffalo offense has been to start the season. But this is a really good test for the Dolphins. Obviously, they're 2-0. A huge comeback victory from behind last week in Baltimore against the Ravens. But Tua had to throw four touchdown passes just in the fourth quarter alone to do that. We know Buffalo's defense is a little bit better than Baltimore, specifically in the back end with those safeties and Jordan Poyer and Michael Hyde. And now that pass rush with Von Miller is better than Baltimore's. I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on Tua, who I think will get the football quickly. I think the Dolphins will put up some points. But we know Buffalo now has won their last 19 regular season games by at least 10 or more points. You know, sometimes straight dudes has to die, admittedly, and it may die this weekend. I do think Buffalo wins the game, so I'm not comfortable on the margin. It could be by, you know, five or more. It could be five or less. Depending on game flow, I'm not really comfortable on the margin here, so I'm not going to bet it, but I got Buffalo here winning the ball game in Miami and getting the 3-0 and staying on top of the AFC East. Next game, this is going to be our first best bet of the weekend. And that is the Baltimore Ravens. Minus three on the road at the New England Patriots. I think Baltimore is a really well-coached team with John Harbaugh crew. We saw what Lamar Jackson did to the Dolphins last week before that epic meltdown in the fourth quarter. I think Baltimore is going to come out and they're going to make a statement. And historically... Bill Belichick has struggled against mobile quarterbacks in his career. He struggled against Baltimore since Lamar Jackson came into the team. And he struggled against Baltimore, quite frankly, his whole career in New England. Joe Flacco, obviously, has given them problems as well. So I think the Ravens are going to come in here. I think they're going to make a statement against an anemic offense with not a ton of playmakers and a defense that pass rush certainly has not been their strength. Their secondary has been their strength. We know Baltimore does not have the greatest receivers, but Baltimore should be able to run the ball down New England, throw play action, big plays, pick up a big victory here. I like the Ravens to trounce New England in the Patriots home opener, albeit Ravens minus three all day long. Listen, the Jets are a great story. You know, at one and one, the great comeback, but they look really bad against the Ravens week one. Now they got the Bengals at home here in week three. Well, I do think Flacco could play well. We've seen the struggles of the Cincinnati offensive line, which I think Cincinnati will figure it out. Cincinnati has way more weapons than Cleveland and Baltimore does. I think the Bengals is another bounce back, get right game for the Bengals. This is another best bet for me on the weekend. 
I'm taking Cincinnati minus four and a half. I think Joe Burrow has a phenomenal game. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, Iowa boy, Joe Mixon, all the targets get involved. Trey Anderson on the defensive line puts a lot of pressure on Flacco, who struggled last week staying upright. Yes, the Jets do have Garrett Wilson. Yes, they do have Elijah Moore. But I just don't think that's going to be enough firepower. They may put up only 10 to 13 points. I like Cincinnati, who obviously last year fell into the trap of Mike White. They don't do that this year. They go into New York and they make a statement in week three. Now, this next game, I'm not going to bet this game because I'm not confident on my pick. But I just cannot see Frank Reich and the, and the Indianapolis Colts falling to 0-3. Now, if Michael Pittman does not play in this game again, I will switch my pick, and I will go with Kansas City. But I just cannot see, in this AFC South, where you have Indianapolis, Houston, Tennessee, Jacksonville, you know, really all struggling right now. I just cannot see the Colts falling to Owen Brady, especially with that run game, because you can run on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs have gotten off to so far in front, they haven't been able to do it yet. Because Bradley, who was the former defensive coordinator of the Chargers, knows Kansas City from his time there. He is now obviously with the Colts. I think he's going to give Patrick Mahomes and crew a little bit of fish. And I think Frank Reich and the Indianapolis Colts are going to respond here. And I like the Colts at home to upset the Kansas City Chiefs, who of course are coming off the Thursday night game. Yes, they have a little bit of time to prepare. But Indianapolis, their two road games this year, they have looked terrible against their, their division. They need to bounce back really hard at home. So I'm going to pick them here to come up and win this ball game. Now, again, I'm not confident in it, in it at all. I'm going with the upset. We've seen upsets throughout the league in the past couple of weeks. And so I'm sticking to it here with the Colts. Though this is probably my least confident pick of the week. Next game, we got the Raiders at the Titans. And these are two desperate football teams. Both playoff teams from last year. Obviously, the Raiders snuck in the back door as a five seed. Tennessee was the number one seed last year. And now they're both 0-2. And the loser of this game is more than likely out of playoff contention. Listen, I think it's more important for the Raiders to win this game than Tennessee because of how bad the, the AFC South has been. Even if Tennessee loses this game at 0-3, you know, the division winner could be 1-2 at this point. So we can see an NFC East-like scenario in 2020 where maybe six or seven victories wins this division. That's just the way it's looking right now. Vegas, you know the division they're in with Kansas City, Denver, and the Chargers. Derek R. Devontae Adams against that Tennessee secondary. I love the matchup. I think that the Raiders are going to stack the box. We see them do well against James Conner and Austin Eckler. I think their run defense a lot better than people give them credit for. With Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, and all those guys coming off the edge. I think they shut down Derrick Henry. I don't think Ryan Dano plays well. I think Tennessee needs to move on to Malik Willis. I'll take the Raiders, though. Again, I'm not confident. It's a very swing game. Mike Vrabel may have the Tennessee Titans ready, so I'm not going to bet this game. But I will take Vegas on the road. Next game, we have the Houston Texans at the Chicago Bears. And I can't believe I'm saying this. But part of this is because I don't believe the Bears with Matt Eberflus can get to 2-1. And Lovey Smith is returning to Chicago and the Texans at 0-1-1. They played the Denver Broncos really, really tough last week in Denver. 
Now they get to go to Chicago, which is not as good of an offense as Denver is clearly. And Davis Mills has looked really good. And Houston has looked, you know, proficient offensively. They were obviously up on the Colts 20-3 to before blowing that lead. They've looked a lot better than Chicago, who, yes, they beat San Francisco week one. But that was in a, in a monsoon-like, you know, rainstorm there in Chicago. I like Houston here. To pull the upset. Now, I'm not going to bet them plus two and a half because, again, I'm not confident in it. I'm kind of throwing dart shots this week at some of these upsets like we've seen throughout the week. But, of course, this week, then all the favorites will cover. But I'm throwing some dart shots this week and I'm making some bold predictions. And I like Houston to upset Chicago in Chicago. Now, this next game, this is going to be the first time I do it this year where I am egging Minnesota to win. But I'm going to bet the Lions plus five and a half. I do not see in any way possible how the Vikings win this game by six or more points. Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions in two games last year against the Minnesota Vikings. Both games came down to the wire. Yes, Minnesota got embarrassed against the Philadelphia Eagles Monday night. Yes, this is Kirk Cousins in a dome at a one o'clock start. Minnesota's offense should be good. But you know it is a divisional game. You know, Dan Campbell's going to have his team ready to play. And that defense was flying all around the field last week against the Washington Commanders. And Jared Goff, even though he is on the road this week, he is going to be in a dome because of where he is playing in Minnesota. He should be comfortable with Amarad St. Brown, who is breaking out, taking receipts this year, along with DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, TJ Hawkinson, and those weapons around him. I really like this to be a field goal game. And I'm confident in my pick. The Lions may go in here and upset Minnesota. I really like the way Detroit is building. So I think Minnesota may get a late field goal late. I think it's going to be like a 23-20 ball game. Vikings win based off a late field goal. But this one is definitely coming down to the wire. I don't see how Minnesota covers the 5.5 points front. Next game. Now, if it wasn't for the other bets I'm making that I'm very confident in, I would bet this game because I don't see how Baker Mayfield starts 0-3 with the Carolina Panthers. I love the Panthers plus three here. I'm not going to bet it. The Saints have not looked very good. Carolina has not looked very good. But the factor here is for the Panthers, it's their first divisional game. It's their second game at all after they felt like they got robbed in week one against the Browns. For the Saints, it is their third straight divisional game. They just won for Atlanta. They just had a hard game with Tampa Bay. So I think they're going to reset. I think they're going to take a step back. Jameis Winston struggles on the road in their first outdoor game of the year. The Carolina defensive front, led by Burns, has been great. I think that they get after the New Orleans Saints. I'll take Baker Mayfield plus three. Panthers win. I'm not going to bet it, though, because, again, I like the, the other lines on the board, including Baltimore. Cincinnati, Detroit, and then we'll get to the other lines in the 4 o'clock window. Speaking of the 4 o'clock window, you got the Jaguars at the Chargers. Now, I'm not going to bet this game, though if I was, I would take the Jacksonville side of it, though I think the Chargers are, are going to win the ball game. I just do not see how the Chargers are favored by 7 points at home. In order to win, they'd have to win by more than a touchdown against Jacksonville, who, let's face it, they played the Commanders really tough in week one. Some turnovers led them to lose that ball game. And then in week two, they looked really confident against the Indianapolis Colts at home. 
Trevor Lawrence has a grown up as a coach in Doug Peterson and Justin Herbert. We know how tough he is doing with a rib cartilage injury for the Chargers. We'll see how it affects them. We know Jacksonville's secondary is not that great, but they got Miles Jack and crew and Josh Allen flying around on that defense for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this is a really close game. I take the Jaguars side of it, but I like the Chargers here to win the ball game. No bet for me. This next one is really tough, man. It's basically the stink bowl. You got the Atlanta Falcons on the road against the Seattle Seahawks, who are favored by a point and a half. And part of me is thinking, you know, Marcus Mariota versus Geno Smith, right? You know, Marcus Mariota is kind of younger Geno Smith, if you will. Doesn't have great arm strength. Seattle, they do have good weapons, right? DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fan. But we did not see them get the football that much last week as they were completely outmatched against San Francisco. Atlanta, meanwhile, took the Saints to the wire week one at home. Then they had the Rams on the road, and they had a tremendous comeback. And obviously, Cordero Patterson, sports staff, he didn't look that great. Kyle Pitts did not get the ball that much. But Drake London, even without uh, uh, Calvin Ridley, seems to be emerging as a good rookie out of USC for Atlanta. So part of me thinking the Falcons, they have an offensive coach in Arthur Smith. Seattle has a defensive coach in Pete Carroll. That 12-man does not seem as scary as, as what it was before. Atlanta can run the football. They can do a lot more RPOs. They can get the ball to a little bit more of their playmakers. And they have played their opponents more up in both of their first two games. than Seattle, who I think, obviously, the Denver game was more like their Super Bowl. I'm going to take Atlanta. Again, not going to bet it because it's a really 50-50 game, in my opinion. But I'm going to take Atlanta to go on the road and defeat the Seattle Seahawks. And this next game, this is a little bit of a shot in the dark for me, but I have not loved the Rams this year. And, you know, I didn't even love them last year. I didn't even think they were a legit Super Bowl team. I thought Matthew Stafford threw the game away in the NFC Championship game. It's your Quisky Tart catches the ball for the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm going to take Arizona here, who I think got embarrassed by the Rams in the two games they played last year in the playoffs. Arizona, we know they're better off in week three, early in September, than they are late in the season. They started off slow against Vegas, but then Kyler Murray had that incredible comeback that can, you know, up the spirit of, of a football team. It can jumpstart your team into goodness. And the Rams, they almost blew that game last week against the Atlanta Falcons. They were not careful. And again, they looked better than, than Atlanta. But you know Matthew Stafford is going to give you two turnovers. And I think Kyle Murray in that Arizona Dome, after where they played in week one, they got embarrassed by Kansas City. I think that they bounce back here and they defeat the Rams. They upset the Rams. Arizona plus three and a half. I would take if I was a betting man. I'm not going to bet this game. Arizona, though, I think upsets the Rams at home in week three, sending the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, to one and two, the same record that I think the Bengals will have at the end of week three. Okay, this is one of my best bets. I have no idea how Tampa, even after Mike Evans is suspended, because of obviously the great brawl that he had with Marshawn Lattimore last week with the Saints. I have no idea how Tampa Bay is only favored by one and a half against Green Bay, who me and Gabe Carrera talked about this yesterday. 
Don't trust any of Green Bay's young receivers yet. Sammy Watkins is bound to get hurt at some point. So it's really, you know, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and a bunch of guys. You know, they're along with, obviously, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the backfield. But I think this Tampa defense is going to blitz Aaron Rodgers. I think they have Aaron Rodgers' number. I think Brady, you know, if he gets Julio Jones back, that, that'll be a big help. And I understand they don't have a lot of weapons right now. Obviously, Bashar Perriman, Scotty Miller. You know, those guys, Jalen Darden, are kind of their top weapons, but I just think Brady finds a way to win by more than a point here, especially at home. And this will be the Bucks' home opener. I really like Tampa here. Give me Tampa minus one and a half as part of my best bets. Speaking of best bets, this is a game that you pretty much have to bet, and, you know, whoever you think is going to win the game, you might as well take that line because it's a one-point spread. Niners at Broncos and Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett have been a disaster for the first two weeks of the season for the Denver Broncos they do not know clock management the offense is sputtered under control they do not look sharp that they do not look intact and San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo I think right now is an upgrade at quarterback we know what Jimmy Garoppolo can do it sounds like they're going to get George Kittle back we know San Francisco to run the football Again, in that mile high air, it may be difficult, and Denver's going to be on prime time. And you know Russell Wilson is going to want to showcase his abilities on Sunday Night Football in Denver. So we expect Denver to come to play. We think Denver, this is going to be a good game. But Denver's offensive line is not great going up against Nick Boats and that San Francisco pass rush. I think the Niners run the ball weight. I think this is a 27-20, 27-23, 24-24 type ball game. I think San Francisco puts up some points on this Denver's defense that is dealing with injuries including Patrick Sertan. Seems like he'll be fine to go on Sunday, but that's not confirmed. You know, so I think Denver's just in a bad spot right now. I think Nathaniel Aggett's trying to figure it out. I think he gets outcoached by Kyle Shanahan, who I don't think is as special as everybody else does in the league. But I do think that San Francisco can knock off Denver on Sunday Night Football. I am betting San Francisco, who are favored on the road against Denver, by a point. And the next game here, Cowboys at Giants. Now, Dallas has scored three points in the second half all season for the first two games. The Giants have a growing good under Brian Dable. And once a team gets confidence, even if your quarterback is Daniel Jones, once the team gets confidence, I think that they are going to be ready to play. It's a big stage. It's a Monday night. They're 2-0. They're going to be fired up trying to get to 3-0 against their arch-rival Cowboys. Big stage. Joe Buck, Troy Eggman calling the game. And I don't see Cooper Rush outside of C.D. Lamb, you know, who hasn't had the best connection with. It seems like it's Noah Brown. Now he's lost Dalton Schultz's tight end. It just feels like there's bad vibes around Dallas this year, even though they pulled it out last week. At the end against Cincinnati, their offense is actually looking less impressive than Daniel Jones has with the Giants. My worry with the Giants is their offensive line going up against that Cowboy front with Demarcus Lawrence and Michael Parsons. Would not be surprised if Trayvon Diggs jumps around and gets a pick six here in this game. That's the way Dallas is going to have to win by scoring in unconventional ways, in my opinion. But I think the Giants here are not going to bet it. They're only favored by a point and a half. I think the Giants, that momentum. Now, we've seen teams like Carolina, like Denver, start 3-0 and completely fall flat on their face. So I would not worry if I'm in the NFC East if the Giants are 3-0 because, again, I don't think that they are a very good football team. 
But I think they got momentum on their side right now. They win this Monday night game over the Dallas Cowboys. So as a quick review here, we got the Browns over the Steelers. We got the Commanders over my Philadelphia Eagles. Bills over Dolphins. Ravens on the road over New England. I'm taking the Ravens minus three for best bets. Bengals over the Jets on the road. I'm taking Cincinnati minus four and a half in best bets. Indianapolis, I'm taking an upset Kansas City. Raiders, I'm taking over Tennessee. Houston, I'm taking an upset Chicago. Now, in this game, I'm picking Minnesota over the Detroit Lions, but I'm betting the Lions to at least cover the five and a half point spread. I'm taking Carolina at home to upset the Saints. Chargers at home over Jacksonville. Atlanta on the road to upset Seattle. Arizona at home to upset the Rams. Bugs at home over Green Bay. I'm betting Tampa minus one and a half. San Francisco on the road. I'm betting minus one against the Denver Broncos as well as the Giants at home over the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. In total, we are 5 for 10. That's 50% in best bets. And we are 17 and 15 in straight up money line after going 9 and 7 in week 2, 8 and 8 in week 1. We counted the Colts-Texans game as a loss because the Colts did not win the football game. And I don't like, you know, the tie with the 1 and whatever, 8, 7, and 1. It just messes up the math, in my opinion. So we'll just round that off, count it as a loss. So we are 17 and 15 in straight up money line. Plus 5 for 10 in best bets. Obviously, we'll do the one in best bets if it's a push. But I believe we have all half lines. Oh, no, Baltimore and San Francisco are not half lines. So if San Francisco wins by one, it'll be a push. If Baltimore wins by three, it'll be a push, obviously. But I really like my bets this week. I think there's going to be some upsets. I think there's some real entertaining games. And I cannot wait to see how it unfolds. So again, thank you so much for listening to Brandon's World. We'll be back here on Monday breaking down all of the week three NFL action. And until next time, peace.